0: Welcome to the Community for Coaches podcast, where we help coaches intentionally and effectively use sports to transform lives. I wanna thank all of our Coach of the Year finalists who have been so patient as the release of this Coach of the Year series has been significantly delayed. Unfortunately for me, some, some life circumstances have temporarily pushed the podcast to the back burner for a while. But I'm excited to now get to these interviews and get them edited and released so that we can share some of the really great stories and experiences from these local Kansas City coaches who are being transformational in the lives of their athletes. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this series. All right. Well, I'm here with Lisa Cowan. She is the coach uh, at Kansas City Christian um, High School which is in, um, is it Prairie Village? Prairie Village. Prairie Village, yeah. And you coach track and also cross country?
1: I coached junior high track for a number of years, Yeah. but uh, never got involved with the high school track. So my main okay. focus was really uh, the high school cross country.
0: Great. Well, mm-hmm. we're really excited to have you on and kind of hear your story and just how you, just your different experiences. So could you kind of share with us a little bit about, um, you know, how you got, introduced to sports growing up? And just what did that look like?
1: You know, um, it 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 is interesting to be 61. I got a lot of years, <laughs> so how much yeah. time do you have? Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> grow, you know, growing up in high school, junior high in the 70s, there was not as much opportunity for uh, girls in sports mm-hmm. then. But, man, I loved sports. I loved riding my bike. I loved swimming. Uh, Once I did junior high track, I loved running. I just love the feeling you get from, you know, from exercise.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so that started at a very young age. And I think that that helped me. um, stay on track and not get sidetracked, making poor decisions, you know, maybe in high school that a lot of my friends were making. And, um, I I even just, I just loved it so much that I didn't care what my friends thought about it or what, you know, nobody, nobody did it with me because not a lot of kids did that back then. So, uh, I, that made a difference that, you know, that love for sports. And then I carried it, you know, with me, uh, when I moved up to Kansas city, you know, uh, just working, but I would still try and find opportunities to, uh, run. I would still run every day. I would ride my bike to work, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. And then, um, in the late eighties, you know, triathlon was kind of created Yeah. and it was like, wow, this was made for me, you know, swim, bike, run. So started, uh, Dipping my toe into that, you know, field and just for fun, just recreational. I'd never been a competitive athlete. I just always enjoyed things. Mm -hmm. And then I saw myself through some hard work. I'm not a gifted athlete, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a gifted cyclist. I'm not a gifted runner. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an okay swimmer, but I, you know, I, I started working harder at it and training harder and realizing, wow, hard work will get you, will get you a long way in your athletic endeavors. And um, so that was kind of my introduction to competing and Mm -hmm. uh, just enjoying, enjoying that.
0: Do you think, I'm kind of curious, like, you know, we work with a lot of coaches all over the city and there's not um, quite as many women coaches as men Mm -hmm. coaches and kind of what gave you the kind of confidence to want to get into coaching. Um just what do you think kind of helped you do that? Because I
1: believed in my sport, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, enough and I
1: I knew the benefits that it gave me. Mm -hmm. And man, I wanted to share that with everybody. So kind of like, you know, when I was in high school and I didn't care what my friends were doing, you know, I loved running. I'm gonna go run. I'm not gonna go do what you guys are doing. Same thing when it came to coaching. It's like, I don't care. I love doing this. So I'm just gonna I'm and I kind of fell into coaching. It wasn't a goal of mine to be a coach.
0: Yeah. How did that happen? How did you actually get kind of your first coaching experience?
1: It was in 1997. I was picking my kids up from Kansas City Christian mm-hmm. and I saw a high school girl that I knew out. She was she was the only girl on the Kansas City Christian cross country team that year. That's so I hopped out and I thought, eh, I'm going to go run with her. So we started running and I, I had a lot of knowledge and background from training and training properly yeah. from the years that I had done that mm-hmm. and I kind of saw some of the ways that the coach not to criticize that coach but she was a teacher that had been put in yeah. that position mm-hmm. and I'm like oh you know it was kind of frustrating to me it's like I think I think we can get you yeah. know better results out of sure. these kids I probably overstepped my bounds a little
0: bit. <laughs> you know what? That's interesting. I think I think a lot of people get into coaching because they see basically someone else doing it and they're thinking, hmm, I might be able to do that better. And if yeah. I can do something better than someone else, then I can add value here. There's there's space here where yeah. I can I could do it a little better. So I, I think that's that's um just kind of being aware and seeing, hey, I can you add value. I,
1: I could see that I just had a passion for it. Yeah. where she was doing it because it was an act you know a little extra money yeah. after school and it's like no you know if you're gonna do something do it because you love it so right. yeah. yeah
0: and that's but the thing is is like maybe no one else wanted to do it you know and yeah. so she was no, like it's so good true. for these kids so I'll 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 step in and do it even though it's not my favorite thing you know I think yeah, that's so true that's something that that um you know, that's respectable thing to do to step in, even when it's not your passion, because you want to at least try and help the kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. But ideally,
1: yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love the sport. So it's like, come on, you guys got to do this. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's great. What, what um, kind of experiences did you have growing up as a as a athlete that maybe shaped your desire to get into coaching or impacted how you coached?
1: So probably impacted how I coach was I went out for junior high track and that's mm-hmm. when I fell in love with running and um, my junior high track coach it was back in the seventies and mm-hmm. there was nothing about fair play or you know evens you know you go out for track you'll have a space I yeah. literally went out for two years of junior high track and I think I ran in one track meet because really? the coach was very. Obvious. He had no problem telling me that I wasn't good enough to run in the track meets and you know, I could stay on track if I wanted to, but I basically was never going to run in a meet. Well, I loved it so much that I stayed.
0: Yeah. Then when uh, I got, You in must high... have really loved
1: oh, it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then I went out for swimming my sophomore and junior years in high school. And it was like the exact repeat. I loved swimming and I'd go to practice and I'd work hard and do things. But that coach again, she had her set of girls that she just really relied on. And I can remember she, I was a backstroker and she hadn't put me in any meets. same kind of thing. You're not good enough. You know, you're not gonna be swimming in meets. Well, it came down to a, it was a a state qualified meet and their backstroker was out. And she was like, well, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to put you in the backstroke, you know, in the relay. And I'm like, well, that gives me a lot of confidence. So the meet was down in Springfield. And so I'm riding on the bus. I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I can't mess this up. I can't mess this up. The whole team's yeah. trying to qualify. Yeah. So I got down there and I think my adrenaline was like sky high because I took off And all I can remember to this day, I can remember, you know, backstroking and I was on the edge lane and I can still see her face like, go, go, go. And I actually took first in that because I was like so freaked out that I was going to, you know, (laughs) screw it up for the team. So the team ended up qualifying, but they didn't use me for the state meet because the other girl was healthy by then. But Mm. both of those examples. You know, I'm, I'm just really thankful that I did stick with it and didn't let those comments yeah. ruin it for me. Because who knows, maybe I never would have continued with athletics at all, you know? Yeah. I wasn't a gifted athlete. It was just, you know, the love of doing it. So uh, I just kept, you know, kept sticking with it and uh, and it ended up, you know, being a huge part of my life. So it was that. It was not, a a lot of people have a positive experience. They're like, oh, I want to be like this coach. I had two very Mm -hmm. negative experiences that taught me that I don't ever want to be like those coaches and make Mm -hmm. a kid feel like they're not worth it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, it's interesting like to hear you because you're like all the way through now, you've played, now you're coach. And it's like, I think we sometimes, Need to remember that, like every kid um, on the on your team,
1: yeah. has
0: potential that maybe is
1: oh unknown, my gosh, Absolutely. unknown. Absolutely, we have to Absolutely. take time to
0: figure that yeah. out a little bit. You know,
1: yeah. And I and, think cross country offers a little bit different opportunity than maybe some other sports do. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that every kid needs to have a chance to be off the bench to how do you get better if you don't play? Yeah. You've got to give them, and if you, you're a coach and you, you know, coach in soccer or volleyball or something, and he's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not gonna give this kid much. How are they gonna get better if you don't give them any time, you know, yeah. and instruction to get better at that? Cross country, we don't have benches. Everybody gets to run, everybody gets to improve. So I definitely have, you know, a little advantage as far as that goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's great. That's just one of the beauties of that specific sport, it is. you know, It is. That you can kind of, um, you get to be that coach that gets to believe in kids, you know, yeah, and really absolutely. inspire them. You know, yeah. it's easier to do it versus there's just other sports where it's harder to create that environment.
1: Yeah, you know? it is. huh. And I've coached, my husband and I coached t-ball, I coached basketball, fifth grade boys basketball. So I've seen that side a little bit, but that's not my big, you know, sure. uh forte but so i i do know a little bit of what that's like and -hmm. it's just need a chance man
0: yeah absolutely could you share a little bit kind of that one of the big questions we asked at cfc is just you know asking coaches why do they coach like what's kind of driving them to get up every day and and go out there and coach like could you share that kind of in a in a sentence maybe (laughs) (laughs) and then we can unpack it more in depth (laughs) uh
1: why do i get out to coach because i uh Kind of summing up what we just said, I just believe that everybody's got a potential, um, and you know some kids don't realize what their potential is. Uh, So, so that is an adult or a coach's job to come alongside them and Mm -hmm. find things about themselves that they didn't under you know know or realize what they had in them.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. I think I mean, and it makes sense based on your story, like you would have you're kind of being the coach you wish you would have had yeah
1: absolutely I want to be the
0: coach that sees the potential in kids um, and helps them find that instead of just says like yeah you just don't have the you weren't born with the athleticism you need to to be at the top so we're not going to waste our time with you yeah you know what I mean
1: yeah and I have man I got some great stories I had a great story this year of a girl that falls right into that category so really what So um, hopefully she won't mind me sharing her story, but it's <laughs> such a great story. I've known this girl since seventh grade, and she started coming to a little workout group I had with her mom. And in freshman she, year, she transferred to KCC and went about for, uh, for cross country, which she did. Uh, first race, last. I mean, the gator was mm-hmm. right behind her, and oh, you know, yes. forty-two minute five k, and she <laughs> was not a happy girl. So we kind of talked through it encouraged her to keep it up through the season. You know, things are gonna get better. She slowly whittled down her time. Sophomore year, she brought it down a little bit more. Junior year, something clicked. And all Mm. of a sudden, she's made varsity.
0: Wow. She went from
1: a 42 minute first 5K to she's now down to 25 minutes. She's on uh, varsity this year. They just missed qualifying to state, but this girl now is going to run at William Jewell. Wow! And she's got a running scholarship. What a wow! Cool story is that?
0: It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So you you basically met her kind of through her mom, and then mm-hmm. you just thought, hey, you should come out, or kind of how did that? How did that moment? She like...
1: knew me, and I think that okay. was a comfort zone for her, okay. joining a new school to come right. out in a way to meet people. Yeah. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. so
0: cool. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just love hearing kind of it's 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 those stories of kind of athletic transformation that can lead to understanding the framework of how change happens. Yeah. I think once kids see that, oh, like here's how I can become good at something. You know. Um, Yeah. And and. But then
1: to take it to take those principles. And then be able to apply them to whatever situation you come up in your life, whatever you want to be good at, you now know the procedure that it takes. It takes setting a goal and then implementing a plan to reach that goal of what you want to be good at.
0: Right. Yeah. What, um, what along those same lines, like, have you found any little tips or tricks that you could share with coaches around that idea of helping players understand goal setting things like that like what do you do with them
1: you know i i think it's just kind of for me it just kind of happens i think the worst thing a coach can do is kind of talk in a patronizing fashion to their kids does that make mm-hmm. sense you know they're an adult and they're trying to talk you know to a kid and you know uh-huh. kind of laid out it really has to come in a more natural fashion like I can look at those kids and go, I, I believe in you. I was you. So I believe in you. I know that anything can happen. And so, you know, we will talk about goals, but we don't, we don't do it in a hardcore way. We set it in a, you know, let's figure out what, what is your goal? What are you wanting to get to? Um, and then when they finish the race, either good or bad, there's always, I always try and find for each kid on the team something positive even if they had a cruddy race you gotta find something positive what can we figure out what are we gonna do better next time
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. just finding a little positive yeah i found too like just going with the momentum of the moment in a sense Mm -hmm. um when they have a good win and you're like maybe that sort of breakthrough moment and you'd be like yeah man you're getting pretty good at this like man i don't know something's going on here and then you begin yeah what do you think, what goals, what do you think you could do this year? And when they're in that positive mindset and they're feeling excited, I think it's easier for them to imagine a more positive
1: um, potential
0: for them, you know, or if if it's a bad game too, there's a momentum there too of like, you're trying to shift the momentum after a negative experience to say like, well, actually there were a few things that were positive, you know, and that can be helpful too.
1: One thing that we do, or I've done on the team for years is we do Um, goal shirts and so after two races into the season you know we sit down as a team and because we're a family we talk through and everybody chips in what's a real you know what's a realistic goal for this person this season or for their next race not you know we try not to do a big unreachable goal we try and do like chip away goals okay in the next two meets Let's see if you can get that down to a 1920. And then if they match that, then let's get this down. Let's go under 19. Let's get to an 1855. So we try and set those realistic goals, but we're not doing it necessarily individually. But when you do it with a team like that, everybody knows what their goals are. Everybody's cheering for their teammates you know on the team so it becomes a group effort versus just you know me and that one person so it really builds a lot of you know momentum as the season goes on
0: yeah absolutely um you before we started this you mentioned that you know uh bianca williams who is Uh a cross-country coach um at maranatha and i'm curious like you know kind of at cfc we talk about the importance of of having fellowship with other coaches and talking with them and learning from them, you know, have what's been the fruit of kind of having friends that are coaches and, and talking with them. Do you pick up stuff from them? Like, Oh gosh, that help sure. you.
1: Yeah. Her, uh, Bianca and I met in 1989, we ran together almost every day for 27 years. Oh my God. So we mm-hmm. shared a lot of actually the kids that you started an article once best friends and rival coaches. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, during cross-country season, that's all we did was talk about, you know, racing and the, the, you know, our training regimes, you know, everything that we would do. And what was really interesting is Bianca always ran stronger with girl teams. We yeah. always ran stronger with boy teams. And we always thought that was so interesting, yeah. you know, that we communicated differently with, you know, the yeah. different genders. But, um, but oh yeah. gosh, that was something i cherish just our just the friendship that we had through that and coaching
0: Mm -hmm. so would you like sometimes just call each other after a race and and talk about it yeah yeah? Uh,
1: (laughs) we had hours of conversation really that's cool
0: because i think a lot of times coaches view other coaches as the enemy you know? Um, yeah. And, and you
1: know, the, there's other coaches in town that I know that you kind of have a surface, you know, because you are, it's like, well, I'm keep competing against you. But uh, St. James coach, for instance, great guy, you know, I, I could probably talk to him forever. Um, and that's the relationship you really want to have, because we're all in this together. At the end of the day, you know, win, lose, whatever, what it is, is about building up the kids yeah you know, to make them yeah. better. So can I glean something off of your program mm-hmm. to help me with my kids? But that's exactly what, you know, Bianca and I did. We just, and we would have our teams practice together on Saturdays. So we tried right. to build a bond and a unity between the teams and not a negative, yeah. you know, not a negative. Um,
0: yeah, that's so. really cool. You had them train together every once in a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome
0: because they were good as well you guys were both oh gosh
1: yeah we definitely duked it out in the state championship (laughs) (laughs) title
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I think that's amazing just like I think coaches need to have a vision for what it would look like to to not view other coaches as the enemy and that yeah there's can be more joy in a sense of if your team is running better or playing better than they played because of those influences like even if you still lose it's like I think the exciting thing especially maybe even in running where you see that is like it's exciting to cut time off. Oh you, you, Even yeah. if you don't win, if you cut yeah. seconds off or extra, you know, near a minute or something, I mean it's just crazy, like it's such yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. That's really the exciting part, you know, and I think I think it would be good for coaches in other sports to have that same mindset a little bit. Like oh yeah, yeah playing better is exciting.
1: Exactly. Know? If a coach is just stuck on their training and this is what I know, so this is what I'm going to do, then are they growing as a coach either? You know, mm-hmm. as a coach, you, you bet. And I can just think for my starting years in 1998 to 2020, the changes that I've gone through as a coach. Yeah. Just my whole perspective, because I'm always trying to learn always trying to, you know, pick up new ideas. And so if you're not doing that as a coach and you're just coming out every season with the same playbook that you had last year, last year, last year, then are you really, are you yeah. really benefiting? And are you enjoying right. it as a coach at that point?
0: Yeah, if you're not finding ways to improve and get better, yeah, it's, you're going to kind of lose lose the passion. Oh, absolutely. it's like if yeah. the kids aren't improving, getting better, they lose the passion. So. And they're
1: going to sense it. If you're not passionate about it, they're going to sense that real fast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. What, what, um what advice do you have for other coaches that are maybe just getting into to coaching cross country or.
1: My like first that? advice is it's not about you. Okay. You know, it's, it's not about you as a coach, what you're going to get out of this. It's about you focusing on the kids mm-hmm. and from experience from my own boys and some of the coaching that they've had is if you're a teacher coach, leave the student kid inside the building and let them be a different kid when they get on your, your course, your, your field, yeah. your gym, whatever. Let right. them be a different person. Don't, don't bring that you know hostility or frustration that you have maybe with them in the classroom Cause they can, you know, everybody's different when they are doing something that they excel at. So yeah. always give those kids a chance to be a different person when they're on your, you know, on your field. Um, and then, like I said, don't, don't make it about you. This is about, you know, the kids. I think we kind of live in a self-focused uh, yeah. atmosphere right now, and we always want to be, you know, oh, the look what I'm having to do that's what that's what you're coaching for you're not coaching mm-hmm. for you or for your wins or for your titles or you know for your own glory you're coaching for the kids I always you know the titles and the wins man that's the icing on the cake if you can do everything else right on your foundation then those things will fall into place
0: yeah I mean you how long have you been coaching again
1: I mean, since 1998 right so I coach time
0: so I mean like if you time. weren't getting something out of it yeah, you know, like if it was just like this, you know, martyr complex of you're giving to the kids, I think you'd have a hard time sustaining for that long, right? So yeah, even though you're giving and it's about them, seems like it's it that is actually helping sustain your passion,
1: you know? Yeah, or, I don't think there's one day that I was like, "I need to go to practice today." I love coaching, you know, fitness, you know, running, anything you want to do, man. I'll coach you on it. (laughs) I had one of my girls, one of my top runners this year was getting a little bit, I felt like just a little bit too much mileage in was starting to show the repercussions Mm -hmm. of that. So we ended up taking her and putting her in the pool. This girl did not know how to swim in August. Mm -hmm. I mean, she could swim, but by, you know, by October, she was a beast in the pool. Wow. But you know, it was just like, once again, it's like, okay, I gotta find what this girl needs to, that's going to promote her to to do her best. And was able to teach her, you know, just from that background that I have in swimming, was able to teach her the benefits of taking that pressure off your body. Swimming, you're still getting some great aerobic activity. She ended up, you know, third in the state overall in uh, all the divisions. So, she's got a scholarship to run. Uh, next year as well so wow yeah that's awesome Mm -hmm.
0: love it so cool uh what do you think um you know you've shared a kind of a lot of different experiences and different things what do you think makes a coach um have that transformational effect versus kind of more of a transactional like just show up and run things like what really makes a coach transformational in people's lives? you know i
1: think kind of what we just talked about if you're if you're Looking at it from, I'm I'm coaching either because I need the extra money after school, or I'm coaching because I want wins. You know, and you don't make a, a connection with the people on your team. You're just out there. Then then you're a transactional coach. You're just, you know, you just. I, again, I think it comes down to passion. I think it just comes down to passion and love for your sport. If mm-hmm. you have a passion and love for your sport, you're not gonna be transactional. You're gonna be transformational. Well, could, you be,
0: could you be passionate about winning though in a way that could be? Different?
1: You can, but that's also I think pretty dangerous though. I'm passionate yeah. about winning. Nobody likes to win more than I do, yeah. but I understand that there's steps that it takes to okay. get there. So like, well, you, you're
0: not willing to cut corners in a sense. To win right have like a pattern or a process and a
1: pattern and a process you know i gonna kind of hurt a kid's feelings or their self-esteem so that the team can get a win i'm not going to do that and it's like i said earlier if you lay that foundation first mm-hmm. of a, a family team you know
0: okay within
1: cross country i always try to and this goes back to what would you say to a coach Explain to your kids why you're doing what you're doing. Let them have an understanding. Why why am I doing squats? I'm a runner. Why am I jumping rope? I'm a runner. Why am I doing these things? This is why you're doing it. Then they're going to be able to process that better and have an understanding. So, um, you know, that just goes into that transformational and and, uh, trying to help them give them something that they can take away with them. Transactional, their focus isn't on what transferable skills can I give this kid when they're out of high school? Transactional doesn't do that. It's just today, it's tomorrow, it's the next game. That's all I feel like that they look at. We're transformational. I'm looking at this season, I wanna win. I gotta lay a good foundation. Mm -hmm. and then it's going to build on that yeah and you know the kids are I mean I've got great stories of fabulous accomplishments that we got first time we ever won state we joined Keisha in 1998 that year we got to state took eleventh. the next year we got to state took fourth the third year we we were at Keisha there was just, that I had eight kids out on the team. Seven mm. boys running at, bar, you know, on the varsity team. We just had this fabulous momentum that was going into state that day and just told the boys, you're running for your team. You're not running for yourself. You know, you're, you're running for God's glory. You just, you just got to lay it all out there. They took first that year. I mean, wow. it was the most fabulous thing to be standing at that finish line And just see these boys shooting through. And I knew it was like, oh my gosh, I think we just won this. (laughs) And it wasn't what we expected, but it was the culmination of a season of transformational coaching Mm -hmm. that allowed them to do that. And you know, this brag a little bit, but since 1998, Kensington Christian has had a team, an individual, boys team, girls team represented at state every year since then. Wow.
0: So that's amazing. What I'm trying to understand is what, you have so much passion. I know there's so many young coaches that have so much passion, but sometimes it gets off the rails, that passion, like what were those actual foundational pieces that kind of kept your passion focused on the right things? Did you have, is there sort of like a fundamental principle kind of that creates those guardrails for you? Like, like what, how does that, um, does that make sense kind of yeah. like yeah
1: yeah i guess so but i think i think what a lot of it was is i think you know again it's different with like soccer or volleyball or something like that as a coach you can't always keep playing it with cross country coaching cross country i continued to train and race while i was coaching
0: right you know
1: up until um just a health situation that i've had mm-hmm. but um so I mean, I lived it day to day, you right. know, I always told the kids, I'm never going to have you do a training, you know, training day that I wouldn't do myself. Hmm. I still knew what it felt like to line up for a race and yeah. to compete. So I would, so that definitely helped keep my yeah. you know, passion going.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, just kind of being able to kind of be, uh, relate with them. Yeah, like really powerful thing. Oh, things. absolutely! And you understand? It's like, come
1: on, like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. This is fun. You guys are gonna have a fall out here.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. So great. Just to be able to 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 model it for them alongside them. Yeah, cool too. I think that's a unique
1: yeah
0: um, unique thing. And then just being focused on um their change and their growth. You know, I think it's. Yeah. I guess you're probably right. It's hard to get off the rails when you're you're. There's no secret um thing you're trying to accomplish other than to help them improve that's your goal is
1: your yeah. success
0: is their improvement you know yeah and so, it's great. yeah
1: and you know what honestly I just I just I look back at you know these years of high school and junior high when I had that and then getting into athletics myself and it's like it was God leading that whole thing I mean you know what what a confidence you have when you know that God's put you in this place to lead you know in coaching and it's given you the ability and the you know mm-hmm. the confidence and words to be able to do it yeah that's completely different too when you're coaching with that confidence of going in every day knowing all right god you're with me let's what are we going to do today yeah. so
0: do you do you have anything that you do kind of at the start of the season to kind of set your mindset right along those lines or Yeah,
1: I I mean, starting in the spring, because we always start summer training in early June, starting in the spring, I'm like, Lord, who's supposed to be on the team this year? Who's supposed to be on the team? And for whatever reason, I don't care what their ability is, who's Mm -hmm. supposed to be on this team? And then when summer training shows up, you know, these kids, all these kids that either I didn't expect or I did expect, they're there. I'm like, all right. So cool. basically,
0: you know, if they're there, you've prayed yeah. already. I think the,
1: nothing to worry about.
0: They're there for a reason, and you're Absolutely. gonna basically yeah. there's something good that's gonna happen. There's, I mean, how there's cool is potential. that? Yeah, it's not yeah. about
1: you know, it's not about me. Sometimes I'll even walk down the hallway. I'm not a teacher there, but I'll walk down the hallway sometimes, especially when my kids were there and I knew a lot of kids. I'd see somebody just stand, and I knew wasn't doing a fall sport. I'm like, "What are you doing? What you know? Why aren't you out for cross country?" And do you want? Yeah, I want you out for cross country. Do you know how important that is when a coach goes up to a kid who has no confidence in himself athletically, and a coach yeah. says, "Hey, I want you on my team."
0: Yeah. I mean that. Massive. That's
1: like I've never had. You know, kids are like I've never had somebody say that to me before. I
0: mean, that's huge wow yeah that's awesome well very cool it's so great <laughs> talking with you and just you just hearing these stories it's great i i think it's really going to be encouraging for a lot of people so Good. um congratulations once again on i guess
1: I thank to you that.
0: congratulations on yeah. being a finalist really <laughs> exciting. thank you um so if you're listening to this and you haven't voted you should go vote for lisa maybe she'll <laughs> yeah. be the winner so <laughs> uh, well
1: that was fun what's going yeah.
0: on so all right okay we look forward to talking to you later okay okay bye bye -bye. thanks for listening today we hope you are enjoying this series with all of our coach of the year finalists if you want to know more about how to coach with purpose or want to support our mission you can check us out at communityforcoaches.org and we hope you'll join us next time as we work to help coaches intentionally
1: and effectively use sports to transform lives